You are listening to the Wisdom Factory podcast. Heidi Hörnlein and Mark Davenport present to you high-level conversations with their show guests who share their knowledge and wisdom and inspire us to wake up and to grow up. This podcast is sponsored by the Italian non-profit cultural association Il Paradiso Integrale. Find out more at paradisointegrale.com. Today, our guest is Dr. Tom Habib, clinical psychologist and couples therapist in California. He is researching new ways in which intimate couples can become partners in self-development and in growing deeply into we spaces. In his presentation, he is referring to visual material which you can see and download at http colon slash slash bid dot ly slash tom big letter t o m habib h a b i b while t and h of tom and habib are big letters intimate couples growing up together part four Intimate Couples Research in the Integral Context. So there's our couples line. So here's safety and attraction, roles, relational. So remember, most people are here. Mm -hmm. Roles and relational are somewhere in between these. This is a continuum. And notice on the roles, it's a reactive stage. How could it be anything else? It's not the ability to take subject and make it object that happens fully in first love. It is the relationship is still so reactive because all this energy hasn't found places in which to go, either individually or collectively. Mm-hmm. So when this couple reacts, notice what they do. Unfinished developmental issues arise in the present. So they can be working on a couple issue and their individual issues pop up. I'm forever saying to couples when I'm doing parenting, I don't want to hear your individual issues pop up or your marital issues pop up when we're parenting because we don't get anything done. Everything just spirals down into all the issues going on at once. Plus, I want them aware of that, is that some of the emotional discipline is not being reactive to everything that flows through our cognitions at every second. It's what we say. It's centering out and being mindful of how we show up in every moment. As we're saying, in intimacy, you want to find out how disciplined you are, go into the intimate relationship. So, This couple tends to be incredibly reactive. Another big one, they confuse merger with communion. So merger anxiety is what the psychoanalytic literature talks about. When the opportunity to connect, the merger anxiety goes through the roof because there isn't enough sense of self. Remember, you have to have an ego before you can work to get rid of your egoic functions. Because otherwise, all you are is just reactive ball of plasma. I think the word that Wilbur uses for that 
you know, in, in terms of it. But that happens an awful lot is if you're not fully separated, if you don't have your own place in life, your own familiarity with your own state experiences, then the merger pops up immediately. So whereas us folks, we'll commune with anyone. That's the beauty I love with the integral community. I mean, how can you not? You know, I can feel everyone smiling from within at me across the divide. And how can you make it not? I mean, it's so fun to do this. Mm -hmm. I spend so much of my time alone. I, I'll commune with anyone for crying out loud. <laughs> but, but not these couples at our lowest stage and whatnot. But do you see what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to really understand where it breaks down. Because it, it lays down a directive for people. What you got to do to lay in there in order to do it. And I needed that couple's line to order all of it. So before integral, I understood the complexity, but I had no slots for all of it. And certainly not as a developmental trajectory. And it was very, very confusing. And then when I worked in the lower left, which is the communal for people aren't familiar, and then on the lower right, I never understood the amalgamation between those. Look like you're going to say something, Mark. Yeah. What is the amalgamation? Stick, stick with that a minute. Well, I mean, in the lower left, we have cultural expectations of what intimacy looks like. Yeah. And I'm even contributing to them right now. But unless we have that lower right discipline of how are we going to do this level of vulnerability, mm -hmm. are we going to take turns? Are we going to manage the regression? You know, have I established a pattern with you where I'm predictable and safe? So that's, that's the structure in which this is expressed. The yeah. structure in which it's expressed. Yeah. So in San Diego Integral, I'm using the focal integral group discussions, and we got, we're structuring that out like crazy as we learn. In intimacy, there's a paper I wrote that's in, I, I have it later, I'll show you. But it's a 2014 paper, and I really detail out the lower right of how we do that. We should do that as a future podcast, in fact, mm -hmm. because I've got a lot of work done there of how you take turns and handle the regression and give and take, because we really become aware of the need for the lower right in the simple fact of, and you've heard me say this before, when police officers, one of the most dangerous things police officers walk into is what? <laughs> Domestic <laughs> violence scenes, yeah. Right. Disputes. Because the regression into those area, lower areas of wounds, Abel Hendricks called them wounds. So if he feels unheard and injured at a very developmental, fundamental level, and he's full of rage, and an unsympathetic police officer walks into it, in the form of an authority figure, we've got all the ingredients of something very ugly going on. Mm -hmm. And that's why is that regression, and I've really taken that word regression, and there's some, a lot of the things like Jung used the word, regression's not always pathological. And I know I'm getting into the weeds here. So I don't want theory people appreciate it though. It can be in what Freud calls service of the ego. Yeah. So, when Mark really regresses into his lower selves and you take care of him, Heidi, it really does give him the resources so that he can suck it in and deal with the real world as it is. Mm -hmm. 
So maybe we can do a podcast on that because I've got a lot of good stuff on that. I think people would find very useful. Mm-hmm. Very nuts and boltsy. Yeah, lower right tends to be, but then again, that's where we learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. So we just made a reference to this. Is the wound is the most common entry point for intimacy? Mm-hmm. Look at what I'm saying there. The wound is the most common intimacy. But what a terrible entry point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it mm-hmm. creates the sort of a connection. Or I, I remember one of my relationships that was really connection point because I thought I can help, you know, when I listen and hear the other person talking about their wounds. And so it didn't work out, but it is easy to to talk about the wounds and go into even reciprocally, you know, yeah. friends, often friendships, women, friendships often are created on on the wounds. Mm-hmm. They are talking about, ah, oh, this husband has done blah, 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 and mine had done blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, and so they create it, the connection. It can be a trap, too. Yeah, yeah. sure. But it it makes completely sense that this is a very easy point to create a sort of connection. Maybe not the best one, but a sort of connection. Yeah. Right. It really is. Remember, this couple doesn't have the discipline of the relational stage yet down. And that's why it turns in to chaos. Mm -hmm. Because I almost get the sense that if they fight and they're both exhausted, and they're participating, there's a level of reassurance they get out of it. And there are couples fought at, I mean, stuck at, if they don't fight, they don't have any intimacy. And then one of the common things we hear is some of those couples have great makeup sex, but geez, I don't want to have to go through all that to get there. (laughs) I'm so grateful for Christine that she's got nice relational skills if I screw up, I know I'm going to hear it at some point in the future. But I'm so grateful for the stability. I have energy for other things. Mm-hmm. I knew a couple like this, and they were both academics, and you would think they are a little bit more smart or something. And we always said, why are they together when they only fight? But, you know, we are now, I, I draw a line to, to what is happening now here in Italy. There were many, many, many fires led by people, because it's very obvious at the same time. So people, if they cannot get attention in a positive way, they can get attention in a negative way. And I think this is with couples the same thing. So if we don't love each other, at least we fight. So at least we we know that we are here, you know. We see that on the internet, on the chat boards all the time. People that are, are starved for connection, And perhaps in their developmental history, they got a lot of negative, angry attention from their parents. That is their mode of connection, Mm -hmm. you know, which is kind of sad, but how it changes the tone. Do you remember in Hungary when Thomas Hubel said that pluralism and love are higher state experiences that have only a few hundred years of developmental history, whereas fear and self-protection have been around for Hundreds of thousands of years. Before we, is, before we were human, it was around. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But it's so much easier to create that state experience. Mm-hmm. And Hubel went on to say, if leadership doesn't represent the higher states, 
then fear and self-protection will take over. Yeah. And we're seeing that over and over again. We're seeing politicians exploit that to create very low stage unity. It's a mess. Yeah. And so if I can move on on this. So why don't I move up to first love to provide the contrast with the reactive role stage. And well, remember in the relational stage where they're structuring out their relationship and everything. Mm-hmm. So remember, regression done well. And here's that article, Journal Integral Therapy and Practice. And that's what I'm suggesting as a topic in 2014. It's all laid out there in terms of how do we create that container in the relationship that handles that well. Mm-hmm. This couple, they can get into a fight. They spat well. They quickly recover. They don't spend days on trying to make a point. You can compartmentalize ruptures. That is so important. So even though Heidi might have been irritable this morning, you move on. Everything doesn't need to be talked about. If it does need to be talked about, you decide when you're going to talk about it, not before bedtime, not before you're visiting relatives, (laughs) not before you go out to eat. You know, stay home, eat TV dinners if they're going to fight. Give and take works, problem solving works. So when you have that basis, now we can venture into the unity experience. Feel it. Because... So look it up here. We expect shadow and unconscious to arrive, either my partner or me. And we're automatically, we're not blown away by it. We're beginning to go, whoa, I didn't even see that. Say more. Mm -hmm. I don't have to put it in context at this level. I'm expecting it. This is the developmental edge. This is the messy process, Salzman's likes to say, of evolution. Mm-hmm. It, uh, certainly it's going to show up in intimacy. The transparency doesn't bother us here. We're used to it. In fact, we relish it. We're commune junkies. Commun- uh, we want to connect. We accept there's going to be ruptures in connection. And the most we do is roll our eyes and move on. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people, don't get caught rolling your eyes because <laughs> you're going to. People are going to drop right back into, uh, you know, roll and lower state experiences. I do. I get irritable. That's what I love about my wife. She just moves on. She does something sweet. Tom, is there anything I can do? And she's signaling me. We'll get through. And then I can, I can move on. And when she does, I do the same thing. And, you know, what are you going to do? It's part of living together and, you know, rather than spend all our time there. We sort of do that too, yeah. don't we? That's why you guys flirt with first love. <laughs> so experimenting with you. Okay. Um, I want to jump down to this one. We're open to the ownership of projection. Whoa. That's how we keep the table between us clean. And the way we do that ownership, open to ownership, is we're humbled by the fact, and you've heard me say this before, in the very best relationships, the rate of projection is 50%. Everyone else approaches 100% projection. 
they're not really seeing the other. No, projecting so my they, own onto you. They approach that. So the idea of ownership of the projection means you say to the spouse, when you do this, it makes me feel this. Are you doing it because of this or is there another reason? Is it me, mm -hmm. my projection of your reason, or is it you? Am I reading you correctly? That's what we do. Yep. Yeah. I, at least me at the beginning, I did it all the time. And mm -hmm. you begin to do that too, because mm -hmm. he was not familiar with this sort of procedure which I had learned by coaching and counseling and so on and, and looking into the patterns and into that. So I, I got it relatively clear. And so when we met, I don't know if I have told that already to you, he came with his things, you know, with his manipulation things. And I said, hmm, what are you doing? Are you aware what you are doing? You know, and then he had the choice. And at the beginning you did it. <laughs> and then he said, oh, stop. Uh, okay, tell me more. And then I could tell him what was happening. And I think this is the fundament of our relationship that we both can say stop a moment and what is happening here really and then we can talk about that mm -hmm. and you then you have realized how you were used to that how yeah. you couldn't see it before and now you can see it in yourself in other people and you know but first you need to have the somebody who it's is more opening. fun to see it in other people yeah sure that's more fun to see it in other people but you need somebody first to open your eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, in this case, it was me and not a therapist, but it is very, 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 very useful. And he's beginning to do it with me too. And I'm very grateful for that because he's more on the agreeable side and not uh, touching the things, you know. So you, in my opinion, can be a little more into that, you know. You would like more of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it helps so much. Yeah. It cleans the table between us so much because it, it isn't just slapped on the table, an object of focus all the time. That's the subject of focus all the time. And remember, this isn't first love. What, what potentially a shadow arises and what potentially ends up being a source of distortion that's going to get projected as we become more disciplined, as these lower right skills build, see, you just articulate a lower right skill, Heidi, mm -hmm. then what is potentially uh, shadow and distortion becomes the very subtle energies later on that we're able to read deeper and deeper into things. Mm -hmm. See, we're just confused on the location. We're feeling into things we're projecting it at that stage. Whereas when you get to the spiritual stage of love, they're well aware of that screen in front of them. Mm -hmm. And they're the cosmic Taurus. Mm -hmm. They're going, whoa, did you see that? Yeah, I saw it too. Where's the location? <laughs> and they're humming now. Because all these lower right structures are there. Whereas those of us are just flirting at this second tier first love we got to slow down because all the feelings there, right, that challenges our ability, well, is this me or you? Because I'm wounded at that moment oftentimes. Mm -hmm. 
and I feel mm-hmm. exposed. Yeah. And it's not all stable enough where I can use my thinking and feeling together. So it's kind of interesting watching that. So look at how we're talking about that right now. Now, you two are talking to each other, so you have a little more exposure than me. Mm-hmm. But me talking to you about it and talking to Christine adds an element of intensity that's totally different because it becomes a more state experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to try to think through all that energy becomes quite the challenge. Do you wow. like the direction this work is headed? Yeah, I'm pretty excited about doing this. Is mm-hmm. This is what I'm getting ready for the Inter-European Conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's coming through to me nice and clear as I do this. And there's so much more to do here, I'm realizing. And as I see that couple lattice unfold, it's really helped me understand the dynamic interplay that needs to go on and then to structure in all those lower right things so that it's actually accessible to couples. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can create an online course on, or normal course on uh, developing these skills because I think it is really important, especially because green people and integral, integral people, mm-hmm. uh, we are not so much into rules, you know, and not so much into, into structures. Mm-hmm. We really need to, to have some extra lesson, let's say, in that report. A little touch of blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So does this feel like a good place to wrap up? Yeah. Yeah, this is good. So maybe in the future we can do a little more lower right work because Mm -hmm. that seems to have some energy in it. Mm -hmm. And we can stay aware of, you know, how much we want these state experiences. I'd be very curious if anyone wants to reach me. Can I give my email? My email is easy. It's my name, Dr. Tom Habib. So no period after D at gmail.com. And I would love feedback on this because this is very much an evolutionary thing for me. I'm sure by the time Budapest comes along, and I highly recommend people attend the conference there. I know the three of us will be there and there's going to be all kinds of luminaries there and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But by the time I get there, uh, I hope to have this either further fleshed out and do more experiential experiences with this. Mm -hmm. uh, Good. Yeah, so thank you very much. It was highly interesting. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. The time has flown. Yes. <laughs> and it's really something which mm-hmm. I'm personally very much interested in mm-hmm. because I have participated and analyzed afterwards all the relationships I had, and I find a lot of that described in what you are saying. Mm-hmm. And I completely agree with that also in the in the in the developmental line so really thank you and yeah for you well i i two two things one is i may not like it at the moment but i always benefit from uh this kind of work Mm -hmm. and two it's also intellectually stimulating to me and that's that's a plus also so it's good Mm -hmm. thank you for listening to this podcast If you want to watch our conversations on video, please go to our YouTube channel, which is called The Wisdom Factory, or watch the videos in the video archive of our website, www.thewisdomfactory.net. Thank you.